Transmitting live from the heart of Times Square on 99.5 FM, WBAI New York, Pacifica Radio for the Tri-State Area, this is Trump Watch, a weekly series examining how President Donald J. Trump and his administration are changing the world we live in. I'm your host, Jesse Lent. Actually, we did put out a policy on on uh, being careful on social media, the responsibility to, to maintain your standards and comply with the code of conduct, even in your private life, even in your personal views. Uh, but what I can tell you about this set of posts, as soon as they came to light, I directed an immediate investigation. It had already been reported to our inspector general. Uh, they were already looking into it. Uh, we've already put several agents on administrative duties. Uh, we've issued a cease and desist letters to more, and this investigation is continuing, and the agents will be held accountable if they're, they're CBP employees uh, who did inappropriate things. I don't think it's reflective of the men and women we have. That was Acting Secretary of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Kevin McAleenan, speaking to Martha Raddatz on ABC's This Week on Sunday. McAleenan was responding to the disturbing images and comments posted to a now-defunct secret Facebook group called I'm 1015, a reference to the code for having so-called aliens in custody, which according to a report by ProPublica reporter A.J. Thompson, included over 9,000 members of the Border Patrol and their supporters. Hello and welcome to Trump Watch. Tonight, we're going to look at this private Facebook group that is believed to have had thousands of Border Patrol agents in its membership, what it was, how the agency is responding, and what it can possibly tell us about the culture among agents at the border. Here to help us do that is Ted Hessen of Politico. We spoke just before this broadcast. Joining me now is Ted Hessen an immigration reporter for Politico and co-author with Cristiano Lima of the article Border Agency Knew About Secret Facebook Group for Years. Hello, Ted. Welcome to Trump Watch. Thanks so much for making some time for us today. Thank you for having me. I'm pretty much sure that everyone listening knows what Facebook is. But not everyone may understand the world of private groups on the social media site. Can you explain what is meant when you report that I'm 1015 is a so-called secret group on Facebook? Well, um, with Facebook, you can actually create groups that are not um, open to the public. So it means that, uh, you know, there's nothing strange or abnormal about that in and of itself. But you could create a group, uh, whether it be amongst your friends, your family, or in this case, your work colleagues, um, where you can communicate with them, post things, uh, send messages, but not have it be accessible to the public. Um, you know, in this particular case, we're talking about a Facebook group that in- included some current and former Border Patrol agents, uh, according to a news report by ProPublica. And uh, they were posting what, what many people thought were offensive images and messages um, about a Democratic members of Congress and also about migrants that they were uh, dealing with at the border, uh, which obviously directly involves the work that they're doing day to day. Right. As you just said, the content of the 1015 secret group, uh, some of which ProPublica's A.C. Thompson included in his initial investigative report, includes jokes about killing migrants, graphic illustrations of the president sexually assaulting Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and nearly every racial epithet for Mexican and South American people imaginable. 
Were there any specific posts that stood out to you as being particularly troubling in a long list of troubling posts? Well, I, I can say what people brought up to me as I discussed this with them um, after it became public. I think that the main issue that people had was that here you had Border Patrol, the agency that's tasked with intercepting uh, migrants at the border, a law enforcement agency, um, and there, you know, people in this group uh, were commenting about migrants in a derogatory way. I mean, one thing that, that stood out was um, a post mocking the death of a 16-year-old detained Guatemalan migrant. Um, things along those lines, the fact that migrant deaths were posted here in a way that was um, joking or, or as if it, it wasn't taken seriously. Um, I should stress that from what we've seen reported, um, we don't know who posted some of these things, whether they were actually Border Patrol agents or not, um, just that by all appearances, the, the group was for current and former Border Patrol members um, and included some of them as well. Um, so, you know, just the fact that there were people sitting there looking at this content and being part of this community, I think was striking. And, um, you know, I heard from, from several people, even people who had worked at CBP um, and were part of the Trump administration, who were really taken aback by this and thought that um, it needed to be stamped out and that the agency should take action and, and perhaps even Facebook should take action. Do you have any understanding of how difficult it would have been for non-Border Patrol agents to join this group, which we should say has been shut down since the ProPublica report on July 1st? Well, I, I can't say I'm not a member of it. <laughs> um, but what I, what I can say is, um, you know, the way many of these secret groups work is that they have an, an administrator or several administrators and someone who can essentially approve you to join it. Um, I don't know that it would have been hard for someone outside the agency to join. I think that it might have been someone who's a supporter uh, of Border Patrol could potentially come in. Um, but I think what we do know is based on what uh, ProPublica reported originally with their story was that they said that several of these accounts appeared to be authentic and appeared to be um, current Border Patrol agents, including some in supervisory positions. Um, so I think there was a, the signal that this group um, – had some degree of, of people who had worked at the agency who were interacting in it and who were there um, and, it, and may have been aware of some of these things that were posted up there. Thompson's report cites roughly 9,500 Border Patrol agents who are members of this Facebook group. According to U.S. Customs and Border Patrol Protections, CBP, as we'll be calling them, there are currently about 22,000 border agents total. At the same time, the agency has reported that 51% of Border Patrol agents are Hispanic or Latino, or at least that was the case back in 2016. Just looking at those numbers, do you think there's a real possibility that nearly every white Border Patrol agent was a member of this I'm 1015 group? How widespread do you think this is, or is it impossible to say? You know, I, I couldn't say... Um who, what, what the ethnicity was or race of people who were in the group. I mean, I, like I said, I, I haven't reviewed it myself and um, certainly haven't gone through the effort of verifying who the members are. Um, I think one thing you do here, uh, as part of a follow-up story to all this, I spoke with um, former CBP Commissioner Gil Kurlikowski, who actually held that role from, from 2014 um, all the way through until Trump took office in January 2017. Um, and he made the point that you just raised to me. He did say um, that I need to remember and, and people should remember that 
this is an agency that's heavily Hispanic, uh, that draws on many people who are from border communities, who are from Texas, uh, who are from Arizona, um, and that the vast majority of people are there to do their job in, in a way that is humane and uh, go about their, their job professionally. Um, and in his view, um, things like this really kind of cast an aspersion on them, uh, on the uh, agents and portray them in a light that's not really fair. Um, and you have to remember, of course, the posts that are being focused on are from a you know certain minority of people, uh, and we're not even sure that those people were actually current agents or not. The Supreme Court has repeatedly ruled that hate speech is not protected under free speech laws in the U.S., with the most recent affirmation coming as recently as 2017 in the case Mattel v. Tam. Setting aside for a moment the ramifications of Border Patrol agents having uh, the racist and misogynist views expressed in some of those posts, do you have any sense uh, of how many of the posts or how much of this group's content would actually qualify as hate speech? You know, no, I, I don't have a sense of that. But what I can say is that I did dig into the question of, of what kind of speech would be protected as a federal employee. And it's important to remember that um, the people who we're talking about here are employed by the federal government and not by a private company um, who would most likely have an easier time terminating someone who was involved in something like this. Um, one, one point that was raised to me is that um, as a federal employee, you have protections uh, of your freedom of speech and particularly around political speech and things that might uh, be you know, reflected of your political values or beliefs. And, you know, speaking with several uh, former managers uh, in CBP and Border Patrol, you know, they said that things like this can be difficult to handle because of those free speech protections um, and, and because of, you know, limitations within the agency of how they can approach it, uh, figuring out also uh, in their mind what crosses the line, you know, uh, between what's an offensive post um, and what might be maybe an immature post or something that's inappropriate but but hasn't crossed into hate speech in particular. Um, and I think those are all live questions that they're grappling with now. Um, you know, I think what you did see is that once this became public, the leadership at CBP, uh, including, uh, you know, well, acting DHS Commissioner Kevin McAleenan and Border Patrol Chief um, Carla Provost, they both came out very strongly uh, against it and said that um, whoever was, if any Border Patrol members were found responsible for this um, or had posted to this, they would be held accountable. Um, so it, it showed that they were not comfortable with what was posted and they did consider it inappropriate. Um, but the bigger question is, um, could they have done something about this sooner than, than when this became public? What would that response have looked like? Yeah, well, what we um, uncovered following this, this initial ProPublica uh, Pro story last week was that um, despite these re reactions from DHS leadership and Border Patrol leadership, that there had been an awareness within Customs and Border Protection for up to three years that this group existed. And that actually, um, in the last year, that it had been monitored actively by CBP, or at least by members of the Public Affairs Division at CBP, um, not so much to watch for offensive content or because they, they were for it or they were against it. Um, but it was more watching it to get a sense of uh, what the workforce thought and to see, you know, what was happening and, and capture the, the zeitgeist of things. Um, there was no evidence that leadership at CVP saw these offensive posts or knew about them beforehand. Um, 
but I think it, you know it's it's worth noting that they were aware of the group and knew that there was a potential for something like this to happen, um, but didn't you know weren't outraged about it until these images and posts became public. You report that you could find no evidence of anyone being disciplined at the agency over this uh, Facebook group. Is it fair to call this a cover-up, at least at some uh, point in the management chain? I don't know if you would call it a cover-up as much as saying that um, this is maybe just how incidents like this are handled um, in a routine manner at uh, Border Patrol and um, perhaps more broadly in law enforcement entities. Um, You know, in our story, we actually cited that Back, dating back all the way to 2016, several images had been flagged from this very group um, for supervisors at CBP um, so that they were made aware of it. This wasn't the first time that offensive content had been seen. And the, the images um, were not of a political nature the way these were, um, but they were of an inappropriate nature at the very least. I mean, for instance, um, you know, one involved uh, an agent uh, who uh, who appeared to be simulating sex with a training mannequin in the desert. So in the middle of some sort of official exercise um, and, you know, turning inappropriate and taking a photo of it uh, to boot and posting it to Facebook. Um, and then an image of the same agent who was holding up a, a human skull in, again, what appeared to be another sort of training exercise. I think in both cases, um, you know, simulating sex with a training mannequin, dealing with migrants who've been, crossing the border and potentially subject to sexual abuse or, or rape along the way, um, you know, at the least illustrates uh, a lack of sensitivity and uh, maybe more so just inappropriate behavior. But as we said, um, we didn't, you know, uh, uncovering these photos, um, we did not find any evidence that the agents involved were disciplined for, for those actions. And you mentioned police forces. This similar scenario has played out in several police precincts around the country of a Facebook page getting revealed that embarrassed the department and called to question the leadership structure. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the the most prominent example was recently in the Philadelphia Police Department, um, you know, looking at inappropriate uh, social media posts regarding officers there and and, uh, dozens of officers, I believe, who were suspended and moved to, or not suspended, but moved to desk duty while an investigation was ongoing. Um, you know, one thing that struck me as I reported this story, I spoke with a former DHS official who was a Trump administration official. And uh, this person was saying that, you know, it's common for law enforcement to have pages like this. It's almost like every single law enforcement agency has um, at least one place where people are gathering and uh, potentially saying inappropriate things. Um, and I think it's something that they grapple with and, and certainly may grapple with more in light of this scandal. I think, um, you know, leadership uh, has been quick to criticize it in Border Patrol's case after this, but also the Border Patrol Union. Um, we heard from uh, the Border Patrol Union Chief Brandon Judd, who had said that he had complained about this page in the past and that he promptly spoke with um leadership at CBP and expressed his desire to get rid of it. Um, you know, whether they have power to do that is another question. Um, but I think they, you know, they view this as, um, as a, you know, terrible signal for the, the sort of work that their agency is doing, which is already controversial, controversial uh, before something like this comes into play. I'm speaking with Ted Hessen, an immigration reporter for Politico. You're listening to Trump Watch. My name is Jesse Lent. Ted, 
on PBS's Washington Week on Friday, uh, Vice News uh, DC Bureau Chief Shauna Thomas, regarding the Border Patrol Facebook group that we've been discussing, that it, quote, seems a little bit like offensively blowing off steam, which all of us have done, unquote. She added that these are people with very difficult jobs. Now, I'm sure neither of us would disagree that Border Patrol agents do have a very difficult job, particularly considering everything that's happening on the southern border right now. But what do you think of the argument uh, in regards to what you were just saying and, and regarding what, what Shauna Thomas said on Friday, uh, that this was a private group for people with a very stressful, dangerous job to vent? I, I think that when you're doing a job like this, um, with it comes a great responsibility to be seen as a, as a neutral and fair arbiter of the law. And, of course, people will have their political beliefs, um, I, you know, just for example, uh, the Border Patrol Union, which I mentioned before, uh, officially endorsed President Trump uh, during his uh, presidential run in 2016. And the uh, the president of that union has been a close supporter of his. So, for instance, in those cases, uh, the union's political stance is clear. Um, but that said, the, the contents of, of this page, um, you know, for many people, undermines the idea that these agents could be fair and could be neutral when they encountered migrants. Um, that they would, you know, undermine the idea that they would treat people fairly. And I think when you take that into account, um, you know, there's a high bar that needs to be set uh, for people who are, are dealing in these positions of power. Um, and, uh, you know, I think flipping the coin to the, the private sector, um, as I mentioned before, many private sector employers wouldn't tolerate this sort of behavior either. And if some kind of um, thing came to light that showed you, posting an offensive or discriminatory thing to Facebook, even in a, a private setting, um, I think you would potentially face ra uh, serious ram ramifications. Um, so, you know, while, of course, that we, we do know that agents are doing a difficult job, and uh, particularly in the last few months have been under quite a strain with the, the surge of migrants who have been arriving at the border, um, you know, I don't think it excuses posting something offensive um, and, you know, a uh, depicting sexual violence, racism, whatever it may be, um, to a website. Now let's get to the obvious question, which is, what do you believe the existence of this secret Facebook page tells us about the prevailing culture among Border Patrol agents? You know, I, I think this does come back to what I said earlier, where someone said uh, that every law enforcement outlet has a page like this, or law enforcement organization has this. I mean, um, several people told me this is more of a law enforcement question than just a border patrol question, and that uh, there is a culture perhaps of blowing off steam and say, you know saying things that are not appropriate. I think what border patrol has come under some degree of criticism for in recent years is a need to uh, attenuate how they're approaching their job. Um, one thing I'd like to point out is during this recent surge of migrants in the last few months, what's been fueling that is not single adult males as uh, what had been the population of people coming for years before. It was families and his families um, and unaccompanied children arriving at the border. Um, and not to say uh, a tougher approach would be excused against single adult males either, um, but there's a criticism of Border Patrol that it's time for them to attenuate the work that they're doing and gear themselves more towards being an agency that's handling 
uh, vulnerable population of families who are arriving at the border or of young children who are arriving at the border. Um, that's less of a question about Facebook and of, about uh, culture, um, but it's an important question about how they're going about doing their job. A lot of the comments, or at least the ones uh, displayed in A.C. Thompson's ProPublica story, relate to the July 1st visit to an immigration detention center at the border uh, by Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez and other lawmakers. Why do you think that incident seemed to stir up so much animus among Border Patrol agents in the group? Yeah, well, you can see that um, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez has become a symbol of kind of the, the liberal power dynamic that's uh, the the liberal wing that swept into power in uh, the House uh, in, in the last few months. And um, she's been vilified almost as a, as a left-wing poll of uh, what President Trump is doing on the right. Um, you know, I'm not saying that's a fair, fair assessment, but you, you've seen it in other, it's not just in this border patrol group that it's come out. Um, she's faced criticism for other things, um, and as have some of her more progressive colleagues. Um, I think that, you know, you, in this Facebook group in particular, we saw that there were uh, anti-Hispanic slurs hurled at um, not just her, but, but other Latina congresswomen who were joining her at the border for a press conference there. Um, you know, and I think those things, uh, well, are not acceptable, but I, they do raise this question of whether, you know, the, the agents that are enforcing the law at the border um, can do it fairly if they're also engaging or at least um, viewing this sort of content on Facebook. Your July 3rd article for Politico, Border Agency Knew About Secret Facebook Group for Years, highlights some of the response from public officials to the Facebook group. Have there been any new developments on that front in the past week? You know, it, it um, has mostly quieted down. I, you know, other news outlets have reported that this wasn't the only group out there, which is something that I had previously heard as well, that there are other Facebook groups um, where Border Patrol agents or or people claiming to be Border Patrol agents had gathered. Um, so I think that there will be a continued push for this. And, you know, another thing to, to consider is that um, while this did provoke quite a bit of outrage, um, there also is an ongoing humanitarian crisis at the border at the moment. Um, the, the latest numbers, which just came in today, showed something uh, along the lines of 95,000 people uh, rested at the southwest border in June, and that was actually a 29% decline from the previous month. But still, it, it's a huge amount of people coming compared to the monthly levels uh, we've seen in recent years. Um, so I, I think that there will be, a, while the Facebook issue is one aspect of this, um, there's also quite a bit of scrutiny right now on, you know, for instance, what's happening in um, CBP processing centers, and are they safe? Are they sanitary? Are children provided uh, adequate sleep sleeping quarters? Are they provided toothbrushes, as uh, you know, was argued in court uh, a few weeks ago? Um, you know, so I think that even if the Facebook page has not been front and center, um, this issue and all the things that are tied to it still still is. And this is, of course, a Facebook group, not a Facebook page, just to be clear for Sorry. our listeners. Yes, that, that's right. Correct. Finally, I realize you're a reporter, not a policy wonk or a politician, but do you have any sense of what an effective response to the Facebook group from Border Patrol agents and its 
inarguably hateful content would be uh, either within that agency or whether you think that Facebook uh, and and their uh, tech uh, technology employees need to get involved here? Well, the first thing I'd say is shining a light on this and the article that came out on it and all the media coverage that followed did appear to have um, some effect. Um, one person who had was familiar with the group um, said that many of the members had, had left it after the article came out. Um, I can't say why exactly, but perhaps it was the media coverage and the, the fear of being discovered uh, made them leave. Um, so, you know, I mean, you could say that, you know, bringing these things to light um, could reduce participation in it. But I think getting back to the question you raised before is, um, you know, the, the culture of the mindset that make, might make you want to post something like this or, um, you know, participate in it or engage with it, um, I think is a bigger question and one that needs to be dug into, um, whether it's through training at the agency or um, a broader awareness of what's appropriate and, and how to go about doing a job. Um, or even re- future recruitment um, and taking that into account as they do it. I mean, I think all these things are, are probably um, ideas that are going through leadership's head at the agency um, as they try and grapple with this. Because I, I mentioned before, um, you know, speaking with current former officials and seeing the remarks from, from Border Patrol leadership and DHS leadership, um, they're unhappy with this. They, they think it's, it's painting their agents... Um, in a terrible light, um, and in their view, it's not fair, and it's it's not reflecting um, the professional work that they do every day. So I do think there's an interest in taking steps to, to not just root out these Facebook groups, but also to root out the sort of um, ideology that, that fuels it. Thank you so much. No, thanks so much for having me. I've been speaking with Ted Hessen, an immigration reporter for Politico and co-author with Cristiano Lima of the article Border Agency New About Secret Facebook Group for Years. You're listening to Trump Watch. My name is Jesse Lent. And that's all for this week. Reggie Johnson engineered this program live. You can hear all 121 episodes of Trump Watch with Jesse Lent at soundcloud.com slash trumpwatchwbai or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us again next week when we'll break down a different aspect of the Donald Trump administration. Until then, I'm your host, Jesse Lent. Talk to you next time. Maybe one day we'll be